0: Welcome to Tanya Today. Rabbi Ronnie Fine coming to you from Chabad, Zich, and Kadeshim in Montreal. It's are privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. We welcome Anna from Budapest. Good afternoon. Gary is with us. Shalom, Robert in Boston. Shalom, Diane in Connecticut. Welcome, Liba and Davida. In New York, good Morgan. Andrew in Springfield, New Jersey, he's driving. Eyes on the road, ears to the Tanya. <laughs> Irma back in St. Martin, well, welcome, good morning. Uh, Mogi, oh, shalom. And uh, who else is with us? Uh, David from Italy, okay, welcome. Good afternoon, John in, in North Carolina. Good morning. Deborah is with us from Georgia. Greetings, Eugene, In Calgary. good oh, is Shabbos, Tim? Okay, tough to you in Texas. Benet. I'm not gonna cut that right. Okay, David in Gold River, California. Greg and Paula also in California. Brad in Gatesburg, Maryland is with us. Usher in Memphis, Tennessee. And Samita. Welcome. Who else is with us, Lou? Oh, welcome back, Lou, in uh, Pennsylvania. All right. Uh, we have with us uh, batches with us, and um, Aaron, David, Celeste, Moshe, Tim, Tia, the Papa. All right. Jenny, Rita, Sheket, welcome, uh, Heather is with us, Shekel, Rita, Ratem, Devora. Uh, oh. Clubhouse, we have an Instagram, we have uh, Heather is with us, and Andy, Antetella Isabel, koy from Peru. Okay, beautiful. We continue in the twenty-fifth letter. Almost, a con- almost to a conclusion. Coming full circle beginning today, finishing tomorrow, um, tomorrow's class, and we are speaking about how to deal with anger, how to deal with difficult people. It's what we will talk about today in continuation of the uh, conversation we've had till now. He spoke about the idea of um, sacred man versus evil negative man. And we live in a time where the divine presence is in exile. So the negative forces of evil man prevail over sacred man. That's only temporary. And we spoke about that how, as a result, the Jewish people as a nation uh, are n- not are dominated as as their sacred mission to bring the light of God to this world it's, it's dominated um, by the unholy side of the nations of the world who are seeking. Wealth, honor, and pleasure of life. And think about that. That's what you know everybody seeks. So the negative force is about a self-directed life, pleasure-seeking for yourself, to have honor, wealth for yourself. That's the nature of the human condition, and that is a power that's given from God. God contracts upon the light to such a degree that it becomes covered over the light of God, Klepa, shell. We spoke about great length this sitaratha, the other side, the negative force. And it's coming from God, that force. There are not two powers in this world. The Godhead and Satan. And they're battling it out. Now they faiths, religions, that's the concept. I remember in high school doing such a, a, uh, a uh, paper on that from Dante's Inferno. <laughs> so, but... No, that's not the Jewish way, as we've learned to great length, we won't go through it. Now, so the Altabah says these words and this truth become manifest to us concerning the original topic that we spoke about, anger. It says, as the Talmud says, or the sages say, that a person that gets angry is like an idolater. So based on everything that we've learned till now, we get that idea. And this is what our sages say, that when it comes to mundane matters, that everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven. What does that mean? In other words, everything is orchestrated by God. As we've explained till now at great length, it's all orchestrated by heaven. And therefore, the only thing I have first of all freedom of choice in is whether i have to the recognition that this is from heaven that everything is orchestrated which means that the human condition would be when i get hurt by something i get someone says something nasty to me i'm going to get upset i might get even angry But if it comes from heaven, as we explained previously, in other words, God is not just allowing this to happen, but specifically giving the power to the individual that they can perpetrate this evil act. Giving the power that the person can do that even. So there's nothing to get angry when it comes to matters of um, mundane things, meaning, you know, Someone took something from me. Someone said something nasty to me. Now, that is only when it comes to mundane, and we'll we'll explain that in a moment, the distinction over here, mundane, as opposed to when it comes to heavenly matters. There, there is a concept of anger. Where do we see that? Well, Moses himself got angry at the Jewish people, but he didn't get angry because they did something to him. They hurt his feelings. They, um, you know, uh, took some of his possessions. No, he got angry because of their lack of morality. That's heavenly matter. That's a heavenly matter. For that, he got angry. And that's something that we should do. But this only applies that you can get upset at somebody or angry at somebody if your anger is going to actually help to change their negative ways or evil ways. If not, then you actually you're not allowed to get angry. The anger is only in order to help someone change their ways. And that's what God brings that to our life. To see someone do something wrong, doesn't do it in order that we should um, you know, think, oh, what a nasty guy that is. Look what he just said to his wife. No. God didn't bring that to your eyes. You should just think good of yourself and nasty about that guy, right? You brought that in order that I can help that person. Only if I can help that person. If I can't help that person because they're not going to listen to me, then maybe it's just a lesson for me that maybe I've also got a little nastiness in me because I saw nastiness, so I only see what I have. Um... But the point is, the only time that there is a a potential to be angry, and by the way, it doesn't mean you have to be angry when a person does something wrong. It doesn't mean that. The point is, the only room that there is for anger is when there is a moral failing, which is a heavenly matter, that you can change, you can help. Now, in our generation, for the most part, that's not the case. You know, if you're going to help someone, they're more failing. You're not going to get angry at them. But we do see that instance in the Torah with Moshe and with Moses, getting angry at the Jewish people, and it helped them change their ways, right? But the spies got angry that they didn't want to go to Israel and followed the uh, the lead of the ten spies who said, Ah, we can't conquer. God's not going to be able to conquer uh, that land. So he got angry and from the getting angry he took away the outer layer of their negativity and al- allowed them to come back to to themselves but again that's only in such an instance now however if you're in an instance where you can't change that person and that person is doing something to you and now he's going back the altar to the from the teachings of the Bal tov from the the book harivosh that has the teachings of the Tov And there he gave gives an an example of someone we we spoke about at the very beginning and now we're coming full circle back to it of someone who is praying and the example or the metaphor is of an uncircumcised heathen right is disrupting this person in their prayers that that is so the elder says okay so this is coming from god this person is not interested in in the truth of god uncircumcised heathen right a pagan or whatever and they're just doing it you know to whatever Get you, again. This is the metaphor. Doesn't mean everybody's like that, but this is the instance and in, that he's giving the example. So the question is, why is God doing this? Because this is coming from God. The fact that this person, this evil doer, has got the power to speak in a oh, tone, in a in a manner, to be disruptive, it's a power that God gives. To this individual right why imagine you're trying to do good you're trying to pray to god or whatever example of good that you're trying to do in there someone trying to well let's stick with the teachings over here and we'll unpack later so it's only in order that i can prevail and strengthen myself even more strongly in my prayers to dig deeper inside me in my heart to be more intense in my concentration to such a degree that I shouldn't hear this pagan. I shouldn't hear them. How do you reach such a level? How could you reach such a level that it's so intense a a, uh, concentration that you don't even hear this person who's trying to disrupt you? Because if you consider the fact that the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence of God, has descended in such a wondrous manner, a spark of the Divine Presence of God is now invested within Klippa, this negative force, generally is in the state of exile and Klippa in general to animate it, to give it existence and life. And particularly, it's vested right now in this heathen, in his words that he is uttering. God is giving him that power. The fact that I think about that, meditate upon, God's giving him that power. And the only reason he's doing it, but not because I can help that person to change them because we're talking about a person you can't change, right? Again, how do we know that's not the point? right? That's the assumption here, and that's the example over here. So, um, so um then, this person is doing it to dis- be disruptive to me, and as we explained, that God creates not only the holy realm, but also the unholy realm, the opposite. It all is created by God. It all is coming from him. So, the Word of God is being now vested in the word of this pagan, this heathen. How? By God screening out to such a degree such a contraction on the light that it'll be that it becomes unholy evil man is ruling over sacred man. when when you think about that. Then that is in order to give you the strength to arouse your in your meditation, that you can pray with greater devotion to such a degree that you don't hear this disruptive person to such a degree. That he concludes. Then he continues that that point. Then he continues that the teachings of the Balshemtov, he said them in Yiddish. They were not written by him, but written by others. They were written in Hebrew. And therefore, there might have been a mistranslation. And the translation for this idea that the word of God, the Shekhinah, the divine presence of God, is was written in Hebrew, Sharsah, which means an indwelling re- revelation of God in the words and in the this... He, this heathen. So that's not a correct, tra- uh, a correct um, w- translation of what the Balshemto said. It should have said nislabsha, which means enclosed, in enclosed, in but hidden and not revealed, and not revealed. That's the the proper way to translate that the Shechina, the divine word of God is enclosed in this heathen but not dwelling in an open, revealed way. Of course not. Acting evil. But it's there completely hidden over in, in, in a manner of exile. That is the conclusion. Uh, not the conclusion, but uh, let's unpack this phenomenal teaching over here. Powerful teaching. Um, so, Someone says something nasty to you, hurts you. If we get angry, it means, and we get angry because we got hurt, not because of the moral deficiency of the individual. I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves. That's usually what the case is. Right. But whatever, let 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 us go on the uh, on the path that we, you know, we get upset, get angry. What it means to say is that that, that this didn't come from God. But we need to meditate because on the surface we we engage with a nasty person an evil doer and that's what we always see now I I was saying look more deeply meditate and concentrate on the fact that really this is god his word the shekhinah the divine presence of god that is animating this person in this moment and what they're doing when we recognize that wow all right, obviously, there's something here that I gotta take out from here. So the first thing we need to do right is to dig deeper inside of us. That's what the alternative is saying here. Dig deeper, so someone says a nasty thing to me, so we get hurt. Then try to dig deeper and 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 you know what am I to take from this? don't take the hurt. Don't take the hurt. Not at all. Maybe there's a message to take. Okay. So from this person, we're talking about the heathen over here. Who's just trying to be disruptive. You can't help him. He's not interested. So there's nothing you can do for that person. So it's only about you now concentrating being greater, a greater engagement in your prayers. Great. Um, but if it's a loved one that hurts you, it's usually what happens, you know. Usually it's the people that are closest to us that hurt us, right? That are nasty to us or that we're nasty to them, <laughs> right? So the first thing is recognizing that it. this is coming from God and there's a reason for this so to dig deeper don't take the hurt maybe there's a message to take perhaps there's an important message I need to take but definitely don't take the pain don't pay attention to that because that's all about me attention either to the message or pay attention to the person, maybe their pain. Maybe their pain. So there's on one level is don't heed, you know, recognize that they're a messenger of God that meant for you to hear something. God wants this. So in the case of the heathen, God wants you to not pay attention at all to that person. But in in a loved one, I wouldn't suggest that don't pay attention at all to them. Don't pay attention to the hurt that you are feeling. Pay attention to the message that is being said. Now, is there a message there that I need to dig deeper inside of me that I should accept from what they are saying? Probably there is. So accept it. And... Work it through. Is there something that I should discard? Discard something I should accept? Accept. Now that doesn't mean perhaps you need to, you know, because of their negativity, you have to also create a boundary, and that's the idea of Moshe and Moses, you know, being angry at the Jewish people for their lack of uh, of morality. Of integrity, so sometimes we have to create a boundary of the lack of integrity of the individual who has hurt us. True, that's the idea. Another concept of the a- anger means that you're, you're, you know, it's you're not embracing. You're creating a a, a boundary. Um, so sometimes we need to create that boundary. Absolutely, no question about that. No question about that. But that boundary, whether it is to speak to them, to tell them about, you know, um, what they've done. Now, you can even discuss about the pain that you feel. But first, work it out through yourself, that pain. Because the pain that might lead to you being upset, that might lead you to being angry... That's, it. No, that's something we need ourselves to work through. Why do we need to work through? Because as we said, this is coming from heaven. So it was meant for me. So then w- w- what am I angry about? Or what am I even up, you know, should I be even upset? Upset at being hurt, not upset at their lack of morality, but should I even be pained? So that's something to work through, that's, you know, to dig deeper inside of ourselves. Uh, I just had yesterday someone came to me, who, you know, their, their child, uh, an adult child, you know, was uh, in a public place acting really disrespectful to the parent. Um, and, yeah i extremely painful for this person. So so we discussed about the boundaries and about not allowing yourself to be pained by this. Why would you be pained by this? Be pained by that it's your child. is one thing, but not pained by what they're saying to be hurt and feel like you got hit over the head with a baseball bat is natural that's human all of this is human to do but this is the uniqueness of sacred man of the powers that we have that we can rise above that and in the recognition that everything is in the hands of heaven except for how I respond to heaven, meaning how I respond to the situation, how I respond to everything. That's called the fear of heaven. Meaning the fear of heaven means the presence of God. Think about it. If when we act humanly, getting upset that we were spoken to nastily by a loved one or whatever, right, whatever happens that is uh, uh, something we don't like We are acting without any choice, instinctually. When does choice come in? Only when there is the presence of God in that moment. I can choose. "Mm, I'm going to allow this to be a stab in the heart. I'm going to recognize this is from heaven and take a deep breath and smile and dig deeper inside. Um, that that at that moment you have choice. The other way you don't have choice. Getting angry, you don't. You lost your choice. Just acting from the animal soul of instinct. Um, only then. Only then do we exercise any freedom of choice. That there is the sense of God's presence, the fear of God. That's what it means, the fear of God over here. Presence of God. Powerful stuff. Any questions? Any questions? Any comments? Any thoughts on this? I have a few minutes because I have other obligations. Um, But I'm going to look on Facebook. I think I see some... St. John. Okay, um, even though Meisha was angry at the Jewish people, to asked, he he still spent his uh, last days blessing them, full of heart. How can we achieve that? Because he's only angry because of their lack of of integrity. He's not upset because he, if you get when you get hurt, when you are and when it's about you, so of course it's hard to get over it, right, and to bless the people. But if it's not about you, you can get over it. You can get over. We got to get over ourselves. That's really what it comes to, right? Got to get over ourselves. How do we know when to respond to a loved one who has angered us with gvura or chesed? Well, you know, again, anger, you're angry at their lack of integrity. I I would suggest, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu is a very holy person and he can get angry and do it um, purely, in a pure way. Us, me, you, I don't know. I think the anger might be more of uh, uh, of expectations we have, um, um, you know, that touch upon us. And uh, I would suggest maybe it's not a healthy thing to get angry. That's what I would suggest. So do it with kindness. Deborah, is it wise to continue morning walks with a heathen who only wants to talk about negative things, illness, and bad news? Maybe not. (laughs) Good question, Deborah. That's a very good question. Um, You know, if you're not able to have, you know, it's a very um, specific question. But... um, if it doesn't bring you down and you know you need to walk yourself and that walk is good for you for your health and well-being but if the negative negativity is bringing you down so then it becomes questionable you know either try to work through that it doesn't um but um you know that's that that's the best thing is how we can work things through ourselves uh, John, does the principle of anger apply to the events of Por including Pinchas, Zimri and Khazbi? Absolutely correct, absolutely, yes John. Alice, how would one know uh, sometimes if your anger will help or not? So again, um, the anger thing I would be very careful with because I don't think we're pure of heart enough that our anger is going to be uh, productive. So I would suggest, um, you know, um, I would suggest that that's not the best thing. Yes, Vilma. So, like, anger and all these emotions are really human. And just what I've done for myself is just really try and it's not easy. Um, First of all, to work it out on my own, to think about it. You know, to talk about it maybe with someone, but really not to direct my anger, to speak out of anger with anyone. Right. Because that's very painful and hurtful for, it's not good for anyone. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting, totally. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, Rina. Please share with us. Oh, Michelle. Okay. Sure. Go ahead, Michelle. Hi, Rabbi. Hello, hello. Um, Rabbi, if Moses was in his right to be angry with B'nai Israel. his anger was justified as you said because in his eyes they failed morally why was he punished so badly for being angry so that's a um, well he wasn't punished for that um, he wasn't punished for that punished he was um that was for hitting the rock instead of talking to the rock and and that's a, a um, but that was lengthy, anchor. Uh, e, right so it's a lengthy discussion yeah, right now i don't have the um the time to deal with that another time um but very good excellent question excellent question uh remind me another that- time we'll uh we'll bring it up again okay sorry I know I'd like to understand this further sure thank you Rabbi Shabbat Shalom all the best Shabbat Shalom all right anybody else um, Rita oh, okay over here. Jay, how can rapes, murderous, stealing from others, making slaves of others, keeping others ignorant of their rights, and all too many injustices from heaven, would you go on subjugating to those that commit evil just because God has given them power and follow to support their ways? What? Who's saying to support them, Jay? Well, I don't understand what you're saying. Of course. It's a recognition that God is giving them the power. There's a reason for it when it's coming to me personally I'm not talking about collectively why something has happened that's not the point over here the point that we have learned over here which I hope is a very clear and important point in my personal life when I have to deal with someone who is acting not in a an appropriate manner how do I respond to it that is the question how am I dealing with it so this heathen that we spoke about right that is trying to disrupt you in the moment of your prayers so you don't engage that person because that person isn't interested to be open to anything you have to say right that's the the argument over here or the fact over here right how do you know that fact well this is the example right how do we know in real life good question not for now Let's get the principles straight, and then application sometimes gets a little tricky because there's a lot of different things to put in, right? But over here, this, this uh, you know person who's trying to be uh, a pain, a royal pain, so we recognize that it's coming from God. There's a reason for it, and why is that? You can dig deeper in yourself. What is dig deeper over here? To such a degree that you can pray without paying attention to this person as if they don't exist. What does that mean for me and you? What does that mean for me and you? One second, Michelle? What does that mean for me and you? And when it's someone has hurt us, don't pay attention to the pain. Um, don't don't uh, work it get to get into a deeper place within you where you recognize this is coming from God and there's a reason for it that I... Um, there's a reason for it. And if you can find a deeper connection to either the message that might be important, or that you can feel someone else's pain. Maybe the reason why they said this, a loved one to you, um, because of a pain that they're going through. Sometimes we just feel our own pain and we don't sense, wow, that person's really in pain. If we can get over our own hurt, then maybe we can see where that person's coming from and really be empathetic and be there for them. And that is a very powerful thing a very um, great and difficult truth because we get stuck in our own, you know, in ourselves. Yes, yes, Michelle. Rabbi, I was told instead of being angry with them, we should pray for them. Yep, right, very good. And that brings us inner peace. Yeah, absolutely. Why does God allow the evil in the first place exactly for this so we can dig deeper in ourselves and, um, right, absolutely. Okay, folks, um, I, I must run. Is getting angry also a test? Absolutely, it's a test. No questions, a test. I'm sorry, but I have another uh, teaching uh, in, engagement, so I must go. Um, Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. Don't forget Rambam today at uh, 1 o'clock. And uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll continue this on Sunday, God willing. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine coming to you from Chabad, Zirchen, Montreal, Canada. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos.